You're listening to Crosspoint Community Church in LaGrange, Texas podcast. To learn more about Crosspoint Community Church, including service times and how you can connect, please visit crosspointchurchtx.org. Yeah, so camp was all right this year. As you can see, we uh, went to New Mexico uh, for camp this summer, about mid-June-ish. So while you guys were slow roasting down here in South Texas, we had to suffer through daytime highs around 80, and it was around 50 at night. It was uh, was horrible. (laughs) Felt bad for you guys, though, every second we were there. Real quick before I get started, um, there's a few people I want to thank. Uh, Carter, go ahead and put that picture up. Um, We had an amazing group of volunteers uh, help us with camp and with um, our mission mission trip to Puerto Rico. Uh, It was two different groups, um, but what we do in our ministry and in all ministries in this church would not be possible without the uh, selflessness of all of our volunteer base. So I just want to name them by name real quick. Um, for camp, we had uh, Ryan Tribig, Eric Johnson, Amanda Cervantes, and Kerry Ulrich join us uh, in Glorietta. And then on uh, the mission trip to Puerto Rico, Mike and Denise Cooper, uh, Jessica James, Amy Finch, and Dusty Littrell. These guys were uh, um, a huge blessing um, in, in each trip, uh, the way that they were uh, able to pour into the kids. I've been on the volunteer side, so I understand that if if... I say anything to them, or if you guys do, uh, their response will likely be, it was our pleasure, we love doing it, it's no problem at all. Um, but now that I'm on the uh, paid side of things, uh, as the, the youth pastor, um, the, the, the fact that they will sacrifice a week out of their summer, um, sometimes taking vacation time, uh, a week away from their families, uh, this is hard-earned vacation time in a lot of cases, um, I can't thank them enough uh, for for everything that do, they do and 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 all of the ways that they they pour into our students and and decide willingly to uh, to walk through life with them. So if you see them, um, give them a big handshake or a hug. Tell them thank you so much. Um, I I tell them that as frequently as I can, but probably not enough. Um, but anyway, so so one day uh, one day at camp though. Uh, it, it was either the second or third day. I can't remember which, but Eric and I were talking, uh, and he asked me uh, a question that I've asked myself, one that I've heard before. He said, how do you make someone, <clears throat> in this case he meant teens, how do you make someone understand how important a relationship with God is? And I knew what he meant, right? Um, because at this point in the trip, we, every leader had had at least one meaningful conversation with a student, and, and there were likely going to be more throughout the week uh, as the week progressed. Um, but, but, but it can be, it, it can create questions when you look at, when you have these conversations, you look at uh, the realization in their eyes, oh wow, this is, and, and then you look at the other 1,500 kids at camp, some are, some not, but it's like you, you hear this and then you, you, you're not, it, it doesn't seem like you're getting it. Right now, I don't want to be too harsh, but um, it, it, it just seems like sometimes they, it, they're not quite they're not quite getting there. Right. So my answer to Eric was um, 
Well, something that echoed uh, uh, what a mentor told me a long time ago. And, and basically what he said is no matter how badly you want it for them, you can't uh, force them to believe something, right? It's kind of that lead a horse to water, uh, the lead a horse to water wisdom. Um, what they have to do, they have to first recognize it. Uh, they have to recognize their need for salvation in their own life, and then, and then they'll have to seek to understand why they need it, right? So at this point in their young lives, our job as uh, youth pastor, youth volunteers, is to plant, simply plant seeds of faith, point them in the right direction, and then pray that the Spirit moves in them enough uh, that allows the seeds to grow, which is something I firmly believe, right? And, and I, I think that's true for all of our lives. But as the week progressed, um, and especially considering uh, the, um, the theme and, and the, the topic that we were discussing, um, I began to realize that, that I may be missing a step in there. There may be something slightly more to this whole thing uh, that I wasn't considering. Let me explain. So our, th- our theme at camp this year was in his image, right? Uh, it was drawn from uh, Paul's second letter to the church in Corinth, 2 Corinthians 318, excuse me, which says, so all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. So the study was broken up into four phases, right, or or four lessons. Um, The first lesson was. Uh, covered our place in the creation story. Uh, Genesis, God says, let us create mankind, let us create him in his own, in, own image, in our own image so that he'll have dominion over all creation. Okay, so then uh, the, the second lesson was how that, when, when we allowed sin to enter the world, that image became distorted. The, the third lesson uh, was when, uh, that image is restored through the death and resurrection of Christ and our salvation in that. And then the fourth lesson dealt with sharing or reflecting that image to others. And being created in God, uh, God's image, uh, sometimes it can be a little hard to reconcile, right? Um, because, well, we can't see God. There's evidence of God all around us. In Paul's, uh, Paul's book, Romans 1, Paul writes, Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities. So we can see his qualities. We can see evidence of of creation and evidence of God. But on this side of heaven, at least, we won't see God. And that's where faith comes in. The author of Hebrews defines faith this way. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for and the evidence for things that we cannot see. So our entire faith is based on this very reasonable foundation that there is a God who created the world and everything in it, including us. Now, for better or worse, because we can't see God, we look for God in other humans. And I think this is the point that Paul is trying to make in 2 Corinthians. When someone, when someone co- comes to know Christ, and this is the point he's trying to make, when someone comes to know Christ, it is supposed to initiate a transformation from the inside out. And as we progress further down that road and get closer in a relationship with God, the more visible his qualities should be seen and expressed in our life. 
So the last few years in youth ministry circles, uh, I, I keep hearing this stat that gets thrown around, right? It, and it gets thrown around a lot in various contexts. And it's this. Upon completing high school, 75% or three out of every four graduates will renounce their faith and leave the church. Now, the first time I heard that was at a camp that we attended in uh, 2019, summer of 2019. And we were, uh, Ross and I, who were leading youth at the time, we, we were at a leader meeting. The rest of the students were off doing rec or something. Um, and we, we had this meeting with the camp pastor. It was, it was all of the leaders. We were all in there. Um, but the camp pastor was the one that shared that stat with us. And I thought, there's no way that's accurate. That sounds way too high. And I wasn't questioning the pastor. I'm sure he was just repeating the information as he had given it. I, was, I just questioned the research, right? Three out of four seems really, really high. So... How did they determine that? What are the parameters? What, what, what did they use as a baseline? So I went looking for answers and I actually found the study. Okay, so the study in question, it was conducted by Lifeway Research back in 2017. And I don't want to place an over-reliance on numbers. If you paid attention to politics at any point in the last few decades, you know that statistics can be manipulated to fit an agenda. So I don't want to go too far in the weeds of that. But there are a couple of notes that I think are important and worth mentioning. The target group uh, for this particular survey was young adults in the 18 to 22 age range. Okay, so the first control group that they asked was uh, young adults that were in that age in 2007. And what they asked was, did you stop attending church regularly for at least a year between the ages of 18 and 22? Now, 2007, uh, in that age range, that catches a large chunk of the millennial generation, right? Uh, it's also worth noting that um, they didn't mention anything in that study about renouncing your faith. Uh, the study also didn't allow for those that come back to church. Okay, it is strictly... In those four or five years, did you stop attending church regularly for at least a year? And what they found was 70%, not 75, but 70% stopped attending church regularly. So naturally, the next question in my mind was, what do they consider regular church attendance? Twice a month. In this particular study, regular church attendance is defined as averaging twice a month. And that could be worship service, Bible study, life groups, mission trips, whatever. It doesn't matter. Now, maybe it's just me, but that's, that, that bar seems a tad low. It seems, like, it seems like averaging twice a month is something that uh, Christians can do on accident. And you might say, like my initial reaction was, you might say, well, it's just the millennials, right? They catch a, they catch a lot of flack. Uh, you might say that doesn't really speak to my generation. But before you grab your torch and pitchfork, consider this. One of the follow-up questions in this study asked why they stopped attending church for at least a year. And the number two reason by far was, and I quote, church members seem judgmental and or hypocritical. Guess what? That's everybody. That catches everybody from boomers on down to Gen Z. In a recent interview that I saw with a Christian author and public speaker, Lisa Bevere, she was asked, do you feel like we, older generations, 
Do you feel like we are representing the truth well for the next generation? Lisa said, I think we're doing it well, but not well enough. She went on to say, what I found is that millennials are leaving the church because the church is known more for what it is against than for what it's for. And I think the point she's trying to make is that uh, uh, it speaks to the wide variety of influence that exists in the world today. And this is what uh, older generations, but also in particular the younger generations, are fighting against. Because what we're seeing is, is a society that pushes an agenda uh, of tolerance or acceptance, right? Follow your heart. Be yourself. Experience true freedom. Do whatever you want as long as you're happy. Life with minimal accountability. Love without truth. The alternative, at least according to this study, <clears throat> is a church experience that, that these young adults were describing as judgment without the benefit of forgiveness. Right? An over-reliance on accountability, absent explanation. Truth without love. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm not saying that accountability is a bad thing. Okay? That's not, that's not what I'm up here saying. Accountability is an important factor in the walk of a Christian. When we were at camp, I had an, a, a fantastic accountability partner. Anytime, uh, the few times that I would slip up and maybe use a little bit of a bad language word, she was right there to say, is that one in the Bible? I don't remember saying it. It's weird. It was super helpful, not a little irritating. But what I'm saying is this. <clears throat> when faced with the choice between those two realities, the results of this survey are really not all that surprising. Pastor Brendan Manning once said, The greatest single cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips, walk out that door, and deny him by their lifestyle. That is what an unbelievable, unbelieving world finds simply unbelievable. All of us who bear the image of God, have the enormous responsibility to act in a way that reflects the very nature of God. There's good news. This is a celebration, right? Let's do some good news. There was a second control group in this LifeWay study, and it was young adults uh, that were in the, in the 18 to 22-year-old age range in 2017. So first they did 2007 and then same age, but 2017. So we're moving from the millennial generation to generation Z. Okay. Now Gen Z has been described by some as the first post-Christian generation. But what they found is that in just 10 years time from 07 to 2017, the percentage of students leaving the church after graduating went down from 70% to 66%. Now, I think we can all agree that we'd like to see that number at zero. I would. 70, 70% to 66% is not a huge increase, but, uh, decrease, but it is a decrease. And I think it's important that we, that we understand that. Okay? So I think we can take two things away from this. The first is, Jesus is winning. Despite everything that we see in the media both mainstream and social, that would tell us otherwise, God's message that has existed for thousands of years and has never changed one word, and the salvation that we find through the death and resurrection of Christ is not dying, 
It is not going away, and it will not be silenced. The other thing is the fight is not over. Rather, it is just beginning. But the strength of our resolve as Christians cannot, cannot be found only in what we say, but it has to be found in how we live. When we walk out those doors, it has to, it has to reflect in the way we live our life. We plant the seeds of salvation, yes. We plant those with our words. But what good does it do if our lives do not reflect it? Thank you for joining us for the Cross Point Community Church Podcast. It is our prayer that this message was encouraging to you as you follow Jesus. For more about Cross Point Community Church, you can find us online at crosspointchurchtx.org. Have a great week.